It's a joy to know that he's coming and that the Lord will be coming soon. We want to welcome each and every one of you on our live stream and live feed today as we come to worship the Lord. We are excited even on this Palm Sunday to know that there's a great truth that we can hold fast to and that is Jesus is coming again. And I believe with all my heart that soon that's going to be. Uh, we just want to encourage you to keep your focus. Don't allow fear to take your heart. And trust in God and know that we will get through this. And when we do, we come on the other side of this. I believe that God is going to use the church in a very, very mighty way, in a greater way than he's used it in the past. I believe God's getting us ready to reap the harvest and I believe there are lives out there that are going to come to know Christ as Savior, amen, through all of this. I do want to make a few announcements before we go to the Lord in prayer. I want to remind everybody that all of our events have been canceled for the time being or put on hold as we're going forward and navigating through all this. So we don't want you to get in your calendars and, and uh, lock into any of those things that we've already put out there before uh, this virus and pandemic come along. Uh, the conference has also canceled uh, a great many events that are upcoming until further notice. So we want you to be aware of that and uh, we will be looking at some of the things that we've had to cancel maybe re uh, shifting around and repositioning uh, as we get with the council and we pray and seek the Lord as to where we go from here but we're believing that God amen is going to guide us through all that so keep that in mind also we're available to you there's uh, needs I know that are out there and if you know of any please let us know uh, we I said this past week if we don't know what the need is we can't move into action so please let us know some of you already have and uh, and uh, maybe it's a prayer request maybe it's some kind of outreach or need uh, that, that we can meet physically whatever the situation may be please don't hesitate to call and let us know we stand ready ready to jump fences and climb mountains brother Scott and we're going to do that amen uh, somebody saw me jump the fence this past week didn't think I could do it but it don't take much when you can find a little short one and just step across it but anyhow seriously uh, on behalf of the council and leadership of the church and this congregation we stand ready uh, to be there and to help in any way we can also uh, people have been sending their tithes and offerings uh, maybe some have given online we appreciate all that have done that some of them maybe have dropped off at the office uh, when they knew that the office was open uh, if you desire to do that and we encourage you to continue to be faithful uh, because the church needs your faithfulness to God to continue to press on and to fulfill their obligations uh, that we see week by week. So we appreciate all that you do. But there are those that have done that. And for those that have asked how, uh, you can send it to the post office box here in Stoneville, post office box 84, Stoneville, North Carolina, 27048. Or you can go online and you can give online. Uh, or if you would like to drop it off, Sister Sheena uh, said she would be available. That's our treasurer. And then also Sister Angie or myself, you can contact us and we'll make sure uh, that we're able to meet with you or be here where you can just drop it off. We'll, we'll hold a, a bucket out there and you can play basketball and just see if you can just get it in the basket. Amen. Uh, Mary Hart does good like a medicine. So. We'll, uh, we'll make sure that we don't break any rules in doing that. But uh, that's how you can give. And we encourage you to do that. God's going to bless you. 
And God, that's what's most important. You're being faithful to God through it all. And uh, God is going to bless you and keep you. And his promises of your faithfulness and giving will uh, follow you. So we encourage you to do that. Uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer today. And we want to remember, uh, I found out this morning that Brother Wayne Knight's wife, Sister Irene, had come home. But last night she passed out. They had to call 911. She's back in the hospital and ICU. Uh, we want to lift Sister Irene up in prayer. And there's so many that already are praying and we've been praying. But I want to announce to those that maybe didn't know so that we can place her uh, on our prayer list and lift her up. Also, Sister Rhonda Emanuel, she's in quarantine. We're waiting to hear uh, how this is going to uh, come uh, come out in the next few days, hopefully soon. Uh, she was uh, around someone who uh, had been around someone who had tested positive for the virus. So we're believing, praying that, uh, and she's asked for that prayer, pray that everything will be okay and that she won't have it. And uh, she is uh, Sister, Sister Rhonda Manuel sings on our praise team. Many of y'all know her. And please keep her in prayer at this time. And we will try to keep you updated as soon as we find out any more information. Just praying that God will protect her. And so many others on our prayer list and prayer requests. We want to pray for our nation. We want to pray for our leadership, whether they are political, whether they are uh, the leadership of uh, uh, our Christian organizations across this nation and across the world. And we want to pray for those who have been affected and infected by this virus as well. And those who've lost loved ones, I understand that in New York is such a, a, a one of the worst places that is being hit. And they have literally trucks that they're having to put the bodies in of people that are dying. Uh, and they, they're, they're just overwhelmed right now. But we, we know that through all this, whether they have lost loved ones through the coronavirus or any other way, because of the standards and the things that have mandates that have been put in place, it has affected funeral homes and having funerals. And many people are, are having, uh, having to crema cremate the bodies and hold off for memorial service till later. And some, uh, some are just uh, having to keep the bodies or some are having to have the funeral services and keep a very minimal amount of people that, uh, that they can to come to the funerals. And there's, there's so many different ways they're doing it. Uh, but these families are hurting. They're grieving. And uh, so we, we want to lift them up in prayer that God will help them through this process. And knowing this, that through all this, through all this, that God will see them through and his grace will be uh, enough for them as it was for Paul. Amen. You know, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. And we're grateful for that today when we find his grace moving in our lives. Uh, we find it sufficient. So let's lift them up to that today and believe that God is going to minister to those needs. Pray for our church and churches everywhere that are ministering in so many different avenues and different ways as they uh, are trying to get out of the box and, and stay connected to the body where they're at and also minister to the communities where they're at. How many knows that God will make a way where there seems to be no way? And he has done that. He has done that uh, through the church services that have continued to go on, maybe live stream or drive-in uh, services. So, and there are still many that are doing drive-in services, I know, in South Carolina right now. And uh, 
So God is still moving. And he's not only moving there, but he's moving through you and I, through telephone conversations or those that are out there uh, that are still having to be essential. And they're able to go out there and continue to work. And they're meeting people out there on their jobs. And they're seeing people in the grocery stores. And conversation can rise up at any moment and has risen up for us to testify the goodness of God through all this or to pray for somebody. So ministry is still going forward, and I believe for the church, Jesus has become the prime topic. Amen. And uh, I'm so grateful today that he is, he is, and he'll never leave us. I was thinking before we pray this morning, I was thinking about uh, the book of Daniel, and I was carried to Daniel chapter 3, verses 24 through 25. And one of the most powerful scriptures uh, that, I, that I just really held on to as a child, because as a child it was just so amazing, and even as an adult it is, but as a child it was one of my favorite scriptures. And it talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I thought, God, what a word for us today to understand that no matter where we're at, that the Lord is with us. He hasn't left us. I don't care how hot the fire gets. I don't care how great the storm is. He is there. And the Bible said that King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste to speak to his counselors and said, didn't we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said, oh, king, that's true. He said, well, look, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. They were bound when they went in. Oh, but they were walking around after he began to look in that fire and Oh, praise the Lord. He began to say, and they're not hurt. And there's a fourth man in here, and the fourth one is likened to the Son of God. I'm telling you, that just began to just lift my heart and remind me that even though we're here in this difficult time, we're pressing through, I believe, a prophetic uh, unfolding of God's word, and he is still here with us today. Amen. He has not left the church. He has not left his people. And the Lord is still reaching out through all this to care for us and to minister. And I'm going to share with you from the word of God in a few moments, amen, that I believe a word that is uh, very, very inspiring and very, very relevant for today. But we're going to pray right now and ask God to meet these needs. Will you pray with me from your homes or wherever you're at? And let's agree together in faith. I don't want you to pray if you're not going to believe, but I want you to, to pray, believing today with me that God is going to minister to these needs and that he is going to move and breathe by his grace and mercy into these hearts and into these lives, touching these needs today. Father, we love you. God, we're just so grateful today for the privilege we have to come. God, even though we're not able to gather here in this sanctuary where many that I'm talking to right now would love to be here, but Father, we're still gathering in spirit. We're joining together in spirit. Well, Father, we ask you, Lord, that you would hear our cry today. 
Father, that you would touch this nation and touch, Lord, uh, people's lives across this world with the very truth uh, of this, that there is hope in Jesus. And Father, in the midst of what we're going through, Lord, uh, we pray the stage has been set and been prepared that we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ, even though we may be, uh, be driven away from a corporate gathering right now. We're still able, Lord, in the avenues and ministry points of life to tell somebody about the one who is able today. And God, I thank you, Father, for the grace that you've given us through all this. Many of us are, are walking forward in faith and peace and, and comfort of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for that grace today. But Lord, there are many that are shaken by the fear of what's happening around them and fear of losing their jobs and their finances, Father, broken or fear of getting sick. And some of them are sick now. Now, Lord, and they have a fear of dying or fear of being affected. There's so much that's happening right now. But God, I pray that you would let the church and the men and women of faith everywhere rise up and declare an encouraging word to those who are struggling with these things in their lives today, that no matter where you're at in life, that Jesus is there with you, that he's not going to leave you. It doesn't matter what you're going see. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Just like he was in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lord, you're going to be with us through it all today. Lord, I pray for, for Brother Wayne tonight. Uh, today, I pray for Sister Irene, God, that you would reach down in that ICU room right now. Lay your holy hand of healing upon her. Oh, God, today that you would, Lord, just pour out your anointing and begin to turn this thing around as only the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob can do. Father, we ask you you, Lord, to comfort Brother Wayne who can't get in there to be with her. Lord, he needs your comfort right now. We ask you to do that. And oh, Lord, we ask you to touch Sister Rhonda Manuel right now. We pray that you build a hedge of protection around her that she wouldn't be affected or infected. God, but she'll come through this quarantine just fine. We know today, Father, that your word declares that we're two or three touch and agree. Lord, and begin to pray, believing, Father, praying in the will of God by the Spirit of God, you'll begin to move upon these needs, Lord, and your will will be done. We ask you, Lord, that you would take this uh, nation, Father and that you would allow hearts and lives everywhere, Lord, to realize that, that they need to be a time right now where they kneel before the God of, of all creation, Lord, and to make their peace call an election sure. There needs to be repentance, Lord. There needs to be not only repentance, Father, and those that, that don't know you, but repentance from those, Father, who sat on pews, who've worshiped you for years, who've allowed the things and the cares of this life to come in. God, let us be waking up by all that's happening around us and, and be reminded of what's most important in our life. And today, God, you'll be lifted up and glorified in the midst of it all. We ask you, Lord, that you would guide the leadership of our nation, guide the leadership of our Christian organizations, God, our faith-based organization. Guide us, God, that as we make the steps that we make, Father, in the day, if we make God today, hallelujah, 
Glory to God, the steps ahead that you would guide us in wisdom and knowledge. Lord, that we would, Father, be surely drawn near to you, seeking your face in prayer, seeking your face, God, because we desire to walk in the steps and the leadership, Father, that you have designed for us to walk in. We want to be willing vessels today. We want to be vessels, God, of honor fit for the master's use. Prepare us, O God, in our hearts today. Let us look inside, Lord, and do inventory. And then, God, let us begin to look to heaven, Lord, surrendered and refreshed and renewed and begin to walk forward in the glory of God, Father, telling, Lord, the world, God, that you are the answer to every need. And we give you the praise today. In Jesus' name, go, Father, with those that have lost loved ones. Comfort them and give them the grace that they need. God, I pray that you would give them, Father, what they can't get from this world. Give them, Lord, the undeniable, undeniable presence of your grace and comfort in their lives. And we'll give you the glory for it all. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. I feel the Lord in the house. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I feel your presence, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I just want to praise you right now. Father, you are the reason we're able to stand in the midst of adversity. If it had not been for you, oh God, we'd be a man most miserable. Oh, but we put our faith and trust in you. Lord, we desire and we depend on you, God, to strengthen us as we make our journey. And we praise you today for what you're doing in the midst of it all. Lord, you be lifted up in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen again and amen. I'm telling you, I, I feel his presence in this place. Until we're able to gather again, we march on. Until we're able to pray together again, we march on. Until we're able, amen, to, to, to continue the inward ministry of the gathering, we continue to march on. And I just want to make this statement because I feel it deep in my heart. There have been many that said that the church has been confined to the walls. I want to tell you, that the reason why things have pressed on, the reason why God has moved is because people continued to gather together and fellowship and be discipled in the churches that you see on every corner. They remain faithful. Ministry was not just given to the walls of the church. You're absolutely right. But this is just as important as what God wants us to do outside the walls of the church. And we do not need to forsake the assembling of ourselves together on a narrative of the enemy. You need me and I need you and we need each other. 
and we need to be able to come together. I've heard so many people say, I miss being with my church family. You know why? Because relationships were built and because God was moving to bring unity into the body and, and, and continue to lift us and refresh us and renew us for the work that he would prepare for us to do outside the walls of the church. I want to tell this generation and the younger generation, I'm with you. Ministry should be done outside the walls of the church, but do not forsake coming to the house of God and connecting to a local body somewhere and be accountable, amen, to the Lord and to your brothers and sisters in Christ. This is where we prepare, amen. You don't see a military just going out there to battle without gathering together and training. They get together and they train and, and they go through extensive training before they are commissioned to go out and to do those things that they are commissioned to do. I want to tell you God does the same with the church. He is preparing us. Amen. Aren't you thankful Sunday school is still a powerful ministry? Aren't you thankful today that, that worship and praise is still a great, a great a, a, a blessing from God that gives us a, a refreshing of the Holy Ghost and speaks to our hearts uh, even through the words of the song and also the preaching and teaching of God's word and the ministry of the gifts of the Holy Ghost operating in the church. Don't that, don't that just excite you to think about that? I remember when it used to be, uh, not every now and then, but all the time you saw the gifts of the Spirit operating in the church. And I believe God's doing that and he's, he's, he's preparing people's hearts that they're going to be yielding to the Spirit again and letting God have his way in their life. I pray that's your desire. I know that it's mine today. But if you have your Bibles, I want to share with you from the book of Matthew chapter 21. This is Palm Sunday and this is the day that we celebrate the triumphant entry of Christ into Jerusalem. Uh, I, I began to pray and ask the Lord what would he have me share with the people. A lot of times here in the last few years uh, uh, I would be driven to a different message even on Palm Sunday but this day God has laid this in my spirit and I want to share with you uh, for a few moments uh, from this scripture. The Bible declares in Matthew chapter 21 verse 1 that when they drew near to Jerusalem, they came to Bethpage, which is near Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them." And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt. They laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, Who is this? 
So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. I want to preach for a few moments as the Lord will add his blessing to the reading of his word on this thought today, what the king desires. Aren't you grateful today for King Jesus in your life? Amen. When we begin to think about uh, the blessing we have in the Son of God, uh, the love of God shed abroad in our lives because of his unselfish uh, sacrifice of grace uh, to send uh, the only one who was able to deliver us uh, from the incoming uh, uh, tune of judgment uh, that the world uh, was faced with. I want to tell you today that Jesus uh, is still the answer. He's been the answer in every generation uh, for every problem, for every sin problem, uh, for every circumstance, uh, for every brokenness. He has been the answer. As he traveled uh, through his days of ministry uh, before this, uh, he was the answer to so many lives as they became uh, knowledgeable of who he was. He was Christ the healer. Many of him knew of him to be the one who was able to heal their blinded eyes. They found him to be the one who was able to cause them to be able to walk. There were many who heard of him that found him to be the truth. Hallelujah. And they could find their hope in the words that he would teach and that the, the words that he would preach. Many of them found him to be a soulless in the midst of a shaking journey called life. They found him to be the very hope in the midst of hopelessness. I want to tell you as you begin to look at the life of Christ in his earthly ministry, you find him to be everything that everybody believed on him to be. You find him able to be all of that and then some. Old words cannot describe all that Christ can be to a people today who have a need for him to move in their life. I want to tell you that he is one who is able to break every chain. He's able to cause you to rise up above every situation in your life. If your home's broken, it don't have to be. There's a man by the by the name of Jesus who's able to step right in your living room right now and he's able to bring a calm to your storm. I'm telling you he's a Lord who is able to go beyond the physical realm of your life and minister to the very soul of who you are. You can kneel down before him and surrender one way and get up and be a totally different person when he gets through with you. Why? Because he is the Lord who is able all power was given unto him in heaven and in earth to go and to set the captive free today. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I'm telling you, he's come to set the captive free. There's nothing too hard for him. He walked by many that were sick. He walked by many that were destitute. He ministered to many that had made long journeys and been through long seasons of problems. But one touch from the master turned it all around. I'm telling you today that Jesus is still the answer in this world we're living in. 
Ah, you can't preach. If you preach anything else, you're wasting your time. If you think the church has all the answers, we don't. Amen. We're depending on Jesus. If you think, amen, the world has all the answers, they don't. We're depending on Jesus. If you think, dear God, that you'll find it in books and libraries through through commentaries of people, amen, to God, who have found fame and fortune through their opinions and through their ideologies, you won't find it there, but you will find it in the truth of Jesus Christ. He is the answer today. I'm talking about somebody who is tired of being tired, tired of being where you're at. I didn't mean to go here, but it's Palm Sunday and the king wants to come in your house and come in your heart today and he wants to be ushered in by your desire. God help us, amen, to know that he today is the answer. What does the king desire today? We're gonna look at some of this in a few moments, but I wanna tell you the biggest thing he desires is for people who are called by by his name to humble humble themselves and pray and submit themselves unto him, turn from their wicked ways, amen, to God. He He wants people to surrender to him, to embrace him, to come to know who he is as Lord of their life. He don't want you to just know him as a name. He wants you to know him as master. He wants you to know him as king of kings and lord of lords. Not just something to do when you're having a bad day but somebody to have a relationship every day of your life. He wants you to know that he is the honey in the rock. Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you today he wants you to desire him. And there are some things that we see within the content of this scripture that I want to share with you this morning that's very important. Not only in this day, it was relevant in this day, but it's relevant every day of our life. First and foremost, we see the Lord Jesus Christ as he's preparing to get ready to go into Jerusalem not long before uh, his, uh, his arrest and before they, they take him and crucify him. Uh, he is about to make an entrance. In this entrance, I'll share with you in just a few moments, in this entrance there are some things that are important to, that he was trying to bring to manifestation. Number one, in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, the Bible declares that, 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 that uh, Zechariah the prophet said to the people of Israel, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, because your king is coming to you. Amen. I'm telling you that how many is glad that he's your king today. He's coming again. Hallelujah. He said, your king is coming to you. They knew the Messiah was coming. They didn't know how he was coming. They they knew that the prophecy had come to pass, and, and they were looking for, many of them were looking for a king who looked like a king. They were looking for somebody who had clout and, and who looked like he had all the answers and had the ability to influence all of Israel and to deliver all of Israel. But the truth of the matter was, Zachariah said, your king ain't coming. Amen. Being carried in a cart by men around them wearing a crown. He's coming. And listen to this. He's coming with salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey. He's going to be on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Christ knew what the prophecy had been spoken. Now, he understood 
understood that it had to be fulfilled in order for the world to know that he was, and especially Israel, that he was the one that God sent. I come to tell somebody that when he was on that donkey, he may not have looked like much, but he was a king. He may not have looked like he he came straight from heaven's throne, but he was the king. He may not have looked like he had the power to do anything, but he had the power to give salvation, and you'll find it in none other the Bible said except Jesus Christ today. He has the power, glory to God. He didn't look like much, but Zechariah said when you see this event take place, you will know that this is your king. As he's preparing there, to go into Jerusalem, he is going to manifest this. But the Bible also declares in Revelation, I want to share this with you before I go any further. In Revelation chapter 19, 19, something that is even more exciting because as we have already experienced his coming into Jerusalem and his coming to reveal himself as king of kings, amen, in the place of peace to bring salvation, riding on a lowly donkey, we also have an event that is yet to take place that I believe soon and very soon we're going to see. Hallelujah. And that is simply this. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 through 14, he said, now I saw heaven opened up. Oh, glory to God. How many is ready to see this great event? I saw heaven opened up and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. I want somebody to know today your king is faithful and is true to day. He had the name written on him that no one knew. Amen. Back up. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written which no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Touch somebody and say we're going to saddle up when he saddles up. Amen. And he comes back and the armies of heaven and the redeemed of the Lord, we're going to come back on a white horse following our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into the glorious reign. Amen. Beyond the tribulation. It's something to be excited about. He's coming again and he's not going to come as a prince of peace. He's not going to come as salvation to bring salvation. He's going to come as King of kings and Lord of lords to bring judgment on this world. Somebody might say, well preacher, you don't need to be fear mongering in such a time as this. I'm telling you, we ought to be getting ready every day. No matter what pandemic comes our way, anything that comes in this world from the enemy should only make us look up and see that our hope is not in this world. It is in Jesus today. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I pray you feel what I feel right now. He's coming again. Amen. He's coming in clouds of glory. This is beyond the rapture, church. Brother, this is, this is gonna be a day that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. You talking about a one world order? He's going to put everything in order. 
Oh glory to God, he's gonna put it all in order. I feel the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Speaking to our heart today. He is coming again. He's coming again in glory and power. But today, I want to talk to you about for a few moments. Very important to stay connected and in relationship with God. That we can hear what thus saith the Lord. Oh, in a world where there's so much information being spilled in many avenues, in many channels, through radio, through secular TV, through telephones, through videos, people today don't understand that our young people are being influenced by instruction that they're receiving from places that they innocently Go to. You say, some people get caught up in things and don't understand the instruction that they're receiving through the enemy behind the scenes as they allow this stuff to, to get in their spirit and it leads them, tempts them, and eventually they fall into sin because they act upon those temptations. But the first thing that I want us to look at today that Jesus did, and this is what he desires of us, is he wants us to hear his instruction. Mm. I'd rather have his instruction every day of my life sounding clear in my soul and in my spirit then I had allow the instruction of this world and the temptations of this world to get in my spirit and confuse me. Many are confused today because they have not heard the instruction of the Lord. The Bible said in Proverbs chapter four, verse 13, take firm hold of instruction and don't let it go. Don't turn it loose. We need it today. We need that instruction. We need to hear what God is saying. He said, don't turn it loose. Hold fast to it. Keep it for she is your life. I want to tell you as Christ began to speak to the disciples that day, he was giving them instruction on what to do so that he could prepare to allow the scriptures to be fulfilled on this wonderful Palm Sunday. In the midst of all this, they were hearing what he was saying. And he begins to repeat the prophetic word of Zechariah as he speaks to the disciples. And he says, go into the village opposite of you and immediately you're going to find a donkey tied and a colt with her. He goes on to say, loose them and bring them to me. Bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them. I'm telling you, he began to give them instruction as to what to do. In this world we're living in and in our relationship with God, we need to hear what thus says the Lord God Almighty. There have been many today that are walking by opinions and walking by feelings and many times those feelings and opinions are driving 
driving us away from God's truth and from reality of where God wants us to walk. We've walked by emotions and feelings and opinions for so long that we've walked away from a surrender and a yielding to God that has been important to the power of the ministry of the church for so long. We're trying to explain it away and we don't have the answers. But God told me to come this morning and tell somebody when you stray from the instruction, you're going to stray away from the place where I've called you to walk. He has said this, that there's a prophecy that's got to be fulfilled and I want you to be a part of it. Can I tell somebody this morning, it didn't matter whether they obeyed him or not, prophecy was going to be fulfilled, but because they obeyed him, they got to experience the blessing of what was taking place on this day. It's important that we, as children of God, desire to hear the words of the Lord in such a way that we are prepared for the next steps. How many knows today that God's instruction prepares us for the next steps? It prepares us for the going forward. Oh, you'll never go backward. You'll either stay where you're at or you won't go anywhere. But God's instruction prepares us to go forward. And when we begin to embrace these things, we're able to walk in the paths that God has called us to. There are many today that have strayed away from his instruction because of of the elements of worldliness. I want to tell you, if you ain't got a camera, if you ain't got a phone, if you ain't got lights, if you ain't got nothing but a little old shack and a horse to get you around, he's still God today. He's still on the throne His instruction is more valuable, amen, than a brand new car. It's more valuable than seeking the American dream today. His instruction is more valuable to you. Why is this? Because his instruction sets the home in order. It sets your life in order. And his instruction leads to salvation full and free. His instruction leads to refreshing and restoration His instruction leads to comfort and peace and victory and righteousness. I don't know about you, but when I'm in a storm and I'm in a battle, I don't need man's opinion. I need the instruction of God to get me through that thing. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. His instruction always leads to the answer for the need. And what he needed on this day was to fulfill the prophecy before his arrest, before his conviction, before his death, and before his burial. He needed them to know, I am the I am. I've come to fulfill the promise of God. Today we find that instruction leading so many into a relationship with God that brings them 
an eternal peace and guides them in their journey. His instruction will always see us through every challenge we're faced with. I had one time, when I went to a preacher, I had some questions, I was going through some things in my life and I needed some answers and I had been praying and seeking the Lord and the preacher told me years, years ago, I said, I don't know what to do about this. He said, you know what you need to do? He said, don't just pray. He said, you need to get in God's word. He said, you just need to read. He said, let the Lord take you where he wants you to go. How many believes that? God will go open, he'll open that Bible right up to you. I can't tell you the days that I've sat with my Bible in hand. I didn't know where to turn. I didn't know what book, what scripture, what chapter, what verse. But I knew I needed answers. And God would speak to me in that still small voice as I'd I'd stay there in meditation and seeking him and he would give me a place to turn. He would speak it to my heart and I'd turn there and as I began to open and read that verse or that scripture, all of a sudden the answer would come clear to my mind. Don't you know God knows his word and his Holy Spirit knows how to guide us there. If he chooses not to speak it directly, he'll place it in our hand where we can read it, where we can have it there. Sometimes we forget that the instruction of God comes in so many ways through his spoken word, through his written word. And today, it should be our desire that we want to please the king by listening to his instruction, seeking his instruction. Oh, and also today is the desire of the king for people not only to hear the instruction of God, but also to go forth. How many goers do we have out there? How many do we have that are willing to go? Oh, the Bible said in James, Chapter 2, verse 26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. Goers are those that hear the instruction of God and they initiate their faith by moving forward. Amen. God's looking for somebody who's not just listening, but is moving by what they're hearing. I know y'all ain't here, but I got to come down here for a minute. God is looking today for people that are not only hear the instruction of God, but they will move according to the instruction they hear today. Oh, if you're not moving, then your faith is dead. If you're not moving forward today, then you're not where you need to be in, 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 in moving in the grace and in the will of God. God is looking for somebody that's not just gonna hear it, but is gonna see that they follow through with it, amen? We got a lot of people today that say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I, 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 do, I do this and God's gonna do that, but they don't do nothing They sit and they hear instruction, but they don't do nothing. 
and they caught up and do nothing. But God said, what desires come from the king for you is that you hear the instruction and that you move forward. How many want to know that a church that is going to move forward is a church that has embraced instruction from God? A people that's going to move forward is a people that receives instruction from God. I don't know. Mm, I got to see it. I don't know how you got where you got. And I don't all the way, sometimes fully don't know how I got here. All I know is I heard the instruction of God and I got up and I started moving, amen. I was like Abraham. I was walking through a desert. I was looking for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker was God. I didn't care if I had the best of the best. I didn't care if I fit into the world. I didn't even care what God did with me. Lord, just use me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Goers, you get up and you move by the instruction of God. When the Lord called me into ministry many years ago, I, I ran from it. Ran from it, didn't, didn't want to do it. I just wanted to be a good church member. But God shook my spirit. He spoke to me in a dream that I could not run from. And for days and days, God kept reminding me of what he had spoke to me in that dream. I finally went to my pastor and I started talking to him about it. And he said, truly the Lord has called you. And we talked a little bit and he wanted to have meetings with me and go through the book of Proverbs and kind of do some mentoring and prepare me for ministry. And one day, we had an evangelist come there and was speaking on a Saturday. Man didn't know me from Adam's house cat. And I don't even know who's Adam's house cat is. He started to preach. He opened his Bible up and he started to preach. He read the scripture and he kept stopping. And he looked down about the second row down on the left-hand side. And he walked down and he said, is it all right for me to obey God? And the pastor just kind of stood over there and he said, yeah. And he walked over and stood by me and he said, son, has God been dealing with you about the ministry? Oh, you talking about a power of God quickening me, the Holy Ghost just come all over me. I felt like I was levitating in my seat. Tears began to flow. I thought to myself, ain't no way this man knew, because the pastor didn't tell him. He's the only other one that knew. Ain't no way this man knew, except God told him. Amen. I said, yes, sir. And the very next words were the words that would, would ring in my ears until this day. He said, son, God has called you to preach. He said, but he's not gonna force you to do it. He said, you're the one that's gonna have to make the decision. God's looking for some goers today, amen. 
He looking for some goers. He looking for somebody who's waiting on him to yank you up and set your feet to moving. He's looking for somebody that'll walk by faith. My God of glory, I feel him. He is looking for somebody today that'll move and go. For the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead. That's a powerful verse. If you didn't have the spirit, your body couldn't stand. You just couldn't live. You couldn't breathe. You couldn't do none of those things. Mm. Why? Hallelujah. Because it takes the spirit to bring life. And as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. I got to help us to realize that's how powerful faith is. When faith comes together, oh yes, and action holds hands with faith, then your faith comes alive. I don't know if God can do it. You better get rid of that doubt and say, faith, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to believe and I'm going to walk by faith and my faith is going to be alive today. God is able. Not only is he calling those to go forth, but he, it, it pleases him, the desire of the king for those who obey him. There's not just enough to go, but something has to be accomplished. Amen. Something has to be accomplished. We can say, oh, we're the church and we're going, but if we're not doing what God said do, we're not accomplishing anything. We've got to be able to accomplish, not just go. Going's the first part. Going, going is initiating the faith. But then action begins to come together by that same faith that causes us to be obedient. So you got to understand something. These are not just goers. They're accomplishers. Amen? I, I, I had a fellow tell me one time, God called me to do this. And for years and years and years, that was his story. God called him to do, but he never did. What good is that? If God called you to do, then you gotta, you gotta move toward him by the instruction to accomplish. God, God called them to go into the village on the other side and bring back the coat. They didn't go over there and find a restaurant somewhere, get them a nice big steak, kick back. Well done, bring me some A1 sauce while you're there. And forget about the coat. They went there with an intent to accomplish through obedience the instruction that had been given them. Remember, King Saul was called. <clears throat> he was called to go forth and take the army of Israel into battle with the Amalekites. And the instruction was given to him by Samuel that God had, had sent. And he said, I want you to go and destroy them all. Remember how Saul went but he didn't accomplish because he didn't do what God said do. So he went in vain. His going was in vain. It became the detriment of his very position 
because that day God rent the kingdom from his life. He was still king in name and according to the children of Israel, but in God's eyes, he had already begun to seek another king to take the place of Saul. See, King Saul went, but he didn't obey, and the battle with the Amalekites, and this was a result of him not accomplishing what God had sent him forth to accomplish. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go in vain. I don't want to just hear the instruction and, and, and go, but never accomplish. I want to accomplish what God said do. If God said preach, I want to preach. If God said sing, I want to sing. If God said witness, I want to witness. If God, come on somebody, if God said pray, I want to pray. Whatever God says do. If God says go out there in the middle of your front yard and dig you a, a, a six foot deep a, a place where you can baptize a monkey, I'd do it. Amen. If God said do it, I'm telling you it's important today to hear the instruction of God and do what God says. He is looking for him. That's his desire. His desire was to see that coat coming back and the people that he had instructed coming back with the coat. And then finally, the last two, God desires, the king desires someone who will give of their resources to the cause. Yes, somebody had a coat and the Lord needed him. What do you have that the Lord can use in your life? Is it a possession or talent? Finances. How can you be of service to the master? This is what God desires of us. How can we be of service? Well, I may not be a preacher. I may not be a pastor. I, I may not be a Sunday school teacher. But you've got something in possession, in talent, in finances, in some way that the master can use today to usher in his kingship into the heart of someone who is in need. Today we must be willing to give of the desire of the king of whatever he desires of us. Don't be one that hears the instruction but refuses to give way to the king. Don't be one that refuses to give why, why is this? Because I want my life and your life and your relationship and your experience with God to be one that will be a blessing to those that watch God move in you. Amen. How many knows that as they were putting Jesus up on that coat, oh dear God, what an experience that must have been. Don't you know those disciples knew what Zechariah had said? And to know, I don't know about you, but I was laying in my bed yesterday just thinking, my goodness, we're so close to the coming of the Lord, I feel like I can walk out on the back porch and look up and get my family together and say, okay, Lord, I believe you could come even now. Lord, we're ready, we're packed up. It's how close it seems. If you're lost, that's a scary thing. But if you're saved, can you imagine how it must have felt to see the Lord 
sitting up on that donkey, on that coat, never been ridden on. Zachariah's prophecy coming to pass. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody gave the resource they had. They gave it to the king. And now prophecy was being fulfilled and those that were obedient heard the instruction and they went and they obeyed God. They got to experience what was happening right now, right before their eyes. I told somebody here many years ago, we talked about it and, and periodically since then, I said, don't you know, I don't really want to go by way of the grave. I, I, if I have to, if that's the way God wills it, then I, I can't do anything about it. But what I want to do, I want to hear that trumpet sound. I want to hear that tr I want to hear that trumpet sound. I want to feel gravity turn loose of this old body. I want to feel the transformation of his glory. Amen. Taking us up to meet those who have gone before us in the air and to join them in the sky with the Father. I want to experience that. Oh, what a joy that would be. But can you imagine how they became partakers of a prophecy that had been spoken hundreds of years earlier, now unfolding before their eyes. Wise men went to see him. Shepherds went to see him in a stable. 33 years later, they would, his disciples would watch him and the people of Israel would watch him as he came on that colt in through the eastern gate of the new Jerusalem, of the Jerusalem, fulfilling prophecy, saying, this is the king. Oh, glory to God. Don't we know today what a joy it is, finally, to know that the king desires not only for us to give of our resources, but for us to proclaim his very name in this generation that we are called to. In this generation on Palm Sunday, he confirmed of his lordship and his kingship as he began to ride that donkey. The Bible said they saw him coming. I gotta get down. They saw him coming. And they began to take palm branches and lay them down on the ground and they, they took their coats, hey man, and they began to lay them on the ground as well as the coat was coming with the king and the prince of peace riding on it. They would lay it down. I'm gonna get it off here in a minute. But they would lay their coats down. This is what they used to do when they were elevating somebody in the kingdom in the Old Testament. They would take them and put them on a donkey and they would lay their coats down and they would parade them through the city so that they would know that this person is going to be the king. And oh my goodness, hallelujah. He was coming on a donkey, but he was coming as king. But a deeper thing was this, that they were honoring the very truth and proclaiming the very truth in their action, not only by doing the, 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 the actions of the palm branches and the clothing, 
but they were also shouting, the Bible said, as they gathered around him, some in the front and some in the back, and they were walking along and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes, amen, in the, in the name of the Lord. Dear God, somebody ought to know right now that word Hosanna means he saves, amen, he saves, he's coming, here's our king, the Messiah, amen, for all generations to know that he today saves. You better believe he desires, the king desires today of us to be the kind of people who are not ashamed to proclaim he is Lord to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I feel his presence on my heart right now and in my life. Church, we ain't got time to look like some perfect positionally, religiously correct church that is so high-minded that we're no earthly good. It's all right to get beside yourself sometimes. It's all right to praise God. See, the enemy said, oh, no, we can't do that. Just be quiet. I bet if you'd have been there that day and it'd have been as important to you who was riding that colt coming in, prophecy being fulfilled, you got your eyes laid on it. This man's coming to save my soul from the pits of hell. You better believe I'm going to give him glory in this place. <laughs> When we get back to church, there ought not to be a quiet church in America. There ought not to be a church dried up in America. Every church ought to get a hold of the blessed truth. Amen, that the king is coming again. And until then, he desires of us to hear his instruction to go, to obey, to give of our resources, and then finally, to proclaim his glorious name. Oh God, help us today. Amen, if you're in your living rooms today, I wanna to encourage you, I wanna encourage you, stand where you're at in your living rooms. Stand with me right now and just lift your hands up to God and give him the greatest glory you can give him. He is the king whom, who went in on Palm Sunday. Hallelujah. Meek and lowly to confirm the prophecy of Zechariah. This is the one who saves, but he's coming back. He's coming back to rescue the redeemed from this life of sin. He's coming back to judge the world. He's coming back to judge all those who reject him. Oh, God, help us. Lord, if there's any in the homes right now, Father, that, that have got a revelation through this message today of Christ as their salvation and they, they need you. God, I pray 
If you're in those homes right now, if you're in your home right now and, and somebody is there with you and they need you to pray with them, pray with them. Put your arm around them. Kneel with them, whatever you gotta do. Amen, lead them to the Lord right there where they're at. Oh, they, 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 they've been spoken to of the word of God today. So they've got an opportunity now to take the instruction they've received and begin to, to, to obey the Lord and allow their, their heart to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus through repentance and surrender today and accepting him as Lord and Savior. God, I pray that you would touch every heart that's watching right now. God, help them to know this thing's real. This ain't just some story written by some, somebody who, who, who just thought it up. God, this was inspired unto the writers of the Bible of the Holy Ghost and, and they they wrote the word of God, Lord, that you, you would be able to guide us in our journey to help us understand the purpose, oh, from the very beginning that you desire for your people. God, that's, that's your desire. And today I ask you, Lord, that you would quicken our hearts. Lord, us as Christians, God, that we would we would be stirred again. We would be encouraged by this today to know that this is not the last time or oh, that he'll ever be ushered in. He's coming again in that new Jerusalem. Hallelujah that John saw. 1,500 miles deep, 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide. John saw that great city, the new Jerusalem coming down. Father, from that great city, for a thousand years, Christ will reign. With a rod of iron, he'll rule this earth. And those who are redeemed of the Lord, that's those who've accepted Christ as Savior. We're gonna be on the winning side. We're going to rule and reign with him. And then after that thousand years, during that time, the enemy is going to be bound. Then he'll be loosed for a season. And then he'll be judged and cast into the lake of fire. The Bible said all those whose names were not written in the Lamb's book of life. What does that mean? Those who did not accept Christ as Savior, did not accept his wonderful grace, you know why God, how, God, how much God loves you? He loves you so much that he wants your name written in that book and the only way to get it there is not to make Jesus be a, 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 a Lord that you make up in your mind that'll love you and let you keep living without any conviction a life of darkness and sin but a Jesus who came to seek and save that which was lost and living in that darkness and sin and shine his light in your life and set them free from those sin natures. I'm telling you today, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This Jesus that marched in on Palm Sunday on the coat of a donkey. This Jesus it's coming again. This is what I'm talking about.
and he wants your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. If it's not there, those who had not their names in the Lamb's Book of Life were cast into the lake of fire with Satan and his angels. Oh, Brother Brett, that ain't really going to happen because God, God loves people. He's not going to, if he's a God of love, he's not going to do that. He's a God of love. That's why he sent his son to give you a lifeline. You need him. I need him. And my prayer is today that God's Holy Spirit will speak to your heart and let you know that you do need him and that he loves you. Father, we ask you right now that if there was any today that knelt right where they were at and, they, and they're maybe even praying now, God, they're surrendering their hearts to you. Everybody pray right now with me wherever you're at in your homes and right now just, Lord, I pray that you would complete that work in them. Lord, when they get up from, from where they're at praying that they will feel that newborn again experience has, has been manifest in their life, that they are children of the Most High God who loves them. And if you've prayed the sinner's prayer and you've asked the Lord to save you today, please let us know. Please let us know. We want to rejoice with you. You need to tell somebody around you, wherever you're at, in your home, or maybe you're on your job somewhere, tell somebody, hey, I've been, I've been saved today. The Lord's love has come into my life and I, I allowed him to come and to change me. And I've, I've repented of my sinful life and I've asked him to be my master and my Lord. Don't be ashamed. Tell somebody, Hosanna, Hosanna, the Lord saves today. God, I ask you, Lord, to keep us as a church for all those believers everywhere. God, that you'll continue to work through us and let us be daily, daily walking walking in the instruction of God through obedience unto you, giving of our resources and proclaiming Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. God, we bless you. Lord, ask you to bless these homes today. Make your face shine upon them. Reveal yourself, Lord, to those even maybe that that are fighting today, fighting, Lord. The enemy's trying to keep them from kneeling before you. So many things are happening in their life, Lord, I pray. Reveal yourself to them. Whether it be through people, whether it be through brothers and sisters in Christ, whether it be directly. Lord, if you can meet Paul on the road to Damascus, you can meet a soul in a bedroom by themselves right now. And you can reveal yourself to them. Lord, will you do it today? All our hope is in Jesus. All our hope is in you. God, we love you. Blessed be your wonderful name. Amen and amen. God bless you all where you're at. And we ask you to continue to pray. Continue to believe. We're here for you. Not only in prayer. We're also here for you. If there's anything we can do physically to meet a need, please let us know.
know tonight I may uh, be on tonight for a few moments live stream from home to pray again to pray with you ask you to pray with me next week we're going to do something different we're actually going to have a praise break session with Sister Rhonda two or three of the praise team will come and they're going to lead us in our Sunday evening I know it's Easter but with the stay home order there's not going to be a whole lot of gathering and visitation for sure It'd be a good time on Easter to celebrate. We'll bring you a message Sunday morning and Sunday night we're going to worship. They're going to lead us into worship, just a praise break session. We're believing God is going to, going to just bless that. So pray for them that God will prepare them, amen, that they can take us into a great place of worship Sunday evening. But don't wait till then to worship. How many's got a radio? I can't see your hands in the living room. Amen. Uh, we try to put something on there every now and then that, that uh, not because we want to be seen, we just worship and we love the Lord. So well, I've, I've kind of reserved putting too much on there. Sometimes I feel like I'm putting too much and it looks like I'm promoting me, but I'm not promoting me. I just want you to, to know we love the Lord and we're just trying to help you to worship God. And, and don't forget the King is coming. <laughs> He's coming. So worship him and stay faithful to him. Until that day we stand before him. God bless you. We'll